Hey friends, one of the best practices of growing churches is the use of strategic outsiders. What do I mean by strategic outsiders? These are individuals, consultants, organizations that will help you really with shortcuts to get things done in a better way, a more cost-efficient way, a faster way. They've been down the road you want to go. You know this is true in the home. If you want to get a big project done, you could do it yourself. But really what you want to do is bring somebody in to help you. In fact, what I found in those cases is I actually save money in the long term and I get a much better solution. It's really not any different with your next campus or planting a church. Church planters who focus on building their core teams and partner with the portability experts over at Portable Church Industries hit the ground and running. Yes, you might have more costs up front, but your volunteers, they'll feel invested in. They will give more and they will thrive time and time again. I have found that the strategic outsiders of Portable Church Industries have helped churches time and again. If you're thinking about launching a church in the next 6 to 36 months, we encourage you to go to portablechurch.com forward slash unseminary today that's portablechurch.com forward slash unseminary to connect with these strategic outsiders who want to help you and you launch your next campus your next church plant in the next six to 36 months reach out to them today are you looking for practical ministry help to inform and inspire your leadership do you have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of other leaders in pursuit of stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast, presented by CDF Capital, helping churches grow. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. So glad that you have decided to tune in. Super excited about today's conversation. Today, we've got Johnny Scott with us. He is the lead pastor at Generations Church, church in Florida, North Tampa, which has been through a few things uh, recently. Super excited to have Johnny on the show. Was recommended to us by a mutual friend, Chris Hahn. Uh, welcome to the show, Johnny. So glad you're here. I'm so glad to be here, Rich. Uh, heard about you know what you guys do from Chris, and uh, yeah, we're we're excited to be where God has us here in Trinity, actually just north of Tampa, uh, you know, kind mm-hmm. of like a bedroom community of Tampa Bay. And you know, when I started this position as lead pastor, it's the first time being a lead pastor. Um, never, never, never thought, you know, in 20 years of pretty much traveling the country and playing guitar and being a worship pastor that God would call me to this. But through a series of events like in ministry, God does that. Um, had an incredible mm-hmm. time in Bible college, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of get the premise that you know some of the things. A while I, I learned how to exegete scripture and expository yes. preaching, and I had a great time there. Some of the things that I'm called to do and I'm doing now in my daily, uh, I just have to step back and be like, like God, what what are you doing? Like uh, this is right. it, it's crazy, <laughs> and for us, you know, business as missions, uh, mm-hmm. when we call it like maybe maybe even a church 2.0 model. Mm-hmm. Is just that idea of what what is a church like that's you know self sustainable? Okay, and, mm-hmm. and for me, this mm-hmm. is a, a a deep theology of what mm-hmm. I call the theology of city building, um, mm-hmm. which is our God given DNA. You know, the first time mm-hmm. we see God, God is creating. 
God mm. is a creative God. God is a work God. There is, mm-hmm. there's no toil in work before Genesis mm-hmm. chapter three, the famous chapter in my house as my boys quote all the time. Why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Because of Genesis <laughs> chapter three, <laughs> they quote it. It's this because mantra because a fallen world. it's toil. And you, <laughs> yeah. you guys, it's, you don't know work without toil. Well, God does work. Right. And mm-hmm. then Jesus says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Jesus is working. Mm-hmm. Our last picture of Jesus is working. I believe mm-hmm. that there will be work when we get to heaven. The idea that we're going to be lounging around on on clouds playing harps, <laughs> that sounds boring. I'm with Kenny Chesney. Right. I don't want to go right now either if that's what it's like. <laughs> Love it. It's not going to be Love like it. that. It's going to be right. work with the most creative being ever, right? And 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 then mm-hmm. we're going to have no inhibitions of toil. And until that, we have got to have a like a proper exile mindset. And mm-hmm. we don't have an exile mindset. We're, we're comfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm comfortable. We we live in a great neighborhood, and I've got you know TVs in multiple rooms. Okay, I mean like there's water, (laughs) there's running water. I I don't feel like God saved me from Babylon. I don't want to move, right? right? But when you get that exile mindset, like Jeremiah Mm. was preaching to a people that were exiled, and they say, "God save us from where we're Mm -hmm. at." God's answer to them, and people misquote it all the time. Surely I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. You know Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. That Mm -hmm. verse is tucked into a big fat no from God. Mm. I'm not going to true. No, you're (laughs) going to be here for seventy years. So if you're my age, if you're forty six. You're not yep. going to live to see. So what God tells them to do is plant gardens, marry your sons mm. and daughters, pray right. for the city that you are in. And when it prospers, you will prosper. And it wasn't right. hole up in your synagogue, these bastions of isolationism, which is what mm-hmm. you know church was when I grew up. As a youth mm-hmm. pastor, I would I would go and say, hey, why don't you quit coming to that school event on Wednesday night and come to yeah, church? Come to, and come to our thing. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Totally. And we would say, come to see our show. We never said that, but mm-hmm. that's what it is at <laughs> 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. on Sunday morning. And we'll be ready for you then. Yes, and yes. It, it, the, the hubris of that. And we never felt that way, you know, in the right, 80s right. and 90s when I was growing up. And we're an attractional church model. Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, communicated the gospel at the end of the Sermon on the mm-hmm. Mount. It says people were astounded and amazed. I have yes. no problem with having art and we spend money on that and we do a good job at that, but we will not demand people, Hey, come to our show. So we started to get this idea of let's be a, a serve first idea because yes. Jesus was always invasive with the gospel. Jesus yes. says that kids, I'm going to your house today. We know he was in the synagogue, but most yep. of our stories, he's out in the city and places where we should just go to the marketplace so the deep theology, the deep theology for this in my life goes back to Moses on the mountain. Mm. Marketplace ministry, business ministry, business as ministry. Yep. Um, for me, it goes to the setup of the temple. Okay, the setup mm-hmm. of the temple. If you read Numbers thirty-five, mm-hmm. Mo- Moses is on the mountain. He's getting all the all the culture. The first time in the history of humanity that culture has been mm-hmm. here. It is like we go out and we invent culture through war. And crazy things mm-hmm. that happen and traditions that mm-hmm. develop over hundreds mm-hmm. of years. And that, that's mm-hmm. not how culture developed for the, the God-made culture, this Judeo mm-hmm. mindset. Mm-hmm. It was given. Here's your seven festivals. Here's when you work. Mm-hmm. Here's when you party. That's how it is. Right. And wrapped up in that in Numbers 35 is how the temple will work. He says, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you these cities. 
I'm going to give yep. you the land around these cities. You're going to yep. do all the livestock and all the wheat, barley, oats, all of that is for the temple. Mm. That is that is to sustain sustainability. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. work the Levite family will do at the temple. Mm. God didn't come to the people and say, "I need you to tithe ten percent so right. that the temple can function." No, the temple was going to function. So, what was the ten percent for? Mm. This is very clear throughout Scripture. It's a thread. It and one mm. of the words used in the Old Testament is the word lavish. It is for the seven festivals that God sets up Mm -hmm. for us to regularly seven, the perfect number. How Mm -hmm, do we, mm -hmm. how do we party in God's culture? Perfectly. Mm -hmm. That's how we party. (laughs) I love it. Love it. And so there's this perfect setup of regular parties that the 10% Mm -hmm. goes. So the storehouse of the Lord is full. So there's no party like a God party. He owns party. So numbers gives us that. Then you move to the old Testament and we see Paul, Paul's selling tents. Now, mm. Paul wasn't selling Christian tents. <laughs> Paul right. wasn't selling right. tents for Christians. Paul right. was just selling tents. Now, just right. I, I, I'm, I've been living in this, this scriptural narrative of Paul in a city like Corinth. I mean, this is a mm-hmm. major metropolitan port. Yes, yes. Paul Paul rolls up in here and he's like, I'm going to sell tents. And I'm just thinking, you think that they don't have tent sellers already? <laughs> right? The, the yes. people of Corinth are like, oh my goodness, we've been looking for a tent guy. Hey, everybody, we got a tent guy finally. Right, right. The, the tent <laughs> guys in Corinth are like, hey, bro, I've been selling tents here. My dad sold tents here. Yeah, yeah. And my grandpa my sold. grandpappy sold tents here. Yeah. Who yeah, yeah. are you? And so Paul is doing this commerce thing. And just mm-hmm. think about how that is. You know, he's not like inviting people over to watch the Super Bowl and then at the halftime show, you know, trying to get them in a multi-level marketing right. thing with right. tents. Okay. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to work your mm-hmm. downline leg. He's that's not what he's doing. Okay. <laughs> right. Paul, Paul is, he's, he's in the trade. And so I have this picture of Paul in the shop on Monday, and he is a Christian who's living out his world faith and Mm -hmm. he's helping other businessmen. And after like a very short season, because he is just for other people, there's a guy's like, I've got to get tar. We'll go see Paul. Well, doesn't that Paul guy sell tents? Well, yeah, but he helps so-and-so out with shingles. And I know that he does ship tar. He knows a guy. He knows a guy. He's just, he, he, and and the word is like, yeah, but man, if you go over there, I mean, it's, it's, you're going to have to put up with like this Jesus thing he's talking about, you know, (laughs) it's like, yeah, but he knows everybody. I think that if he would have had a poor quality tent or a tent that didn't hold up and they're like, well, you know, he's a really good motivational speaker, but the tents are just crap quality that, what would that have done to the validity of his gospel? Right. Right. So he, he had to be in a marketplace and compete in a marketplace and go through the politics of the local chamber of commerce and come Mm -hmm. in in such a way where he brought value and served people and did not defame Mm -hmm. the gospel he preached in any way. Mm -hmm. And it's such a, a word picture or like a narrative for us to get in and say, how do we as the church enter into a place that is actually our rightful place to be fully sustainable on our own, stand on our own feet. And mm-hmm. when a pre- when a preacher says, "I've said this, God, we don't need your money. You you get mm-hmm. to give to a church because mm-hmm. that's going to bless you." But then, really, I, to be able to say, like every dollar that you give here goes straight to local and global missions. 
Fascinating. I've never, I've never been able to say that. No. But that's the goal. Is that is that ultimately like we? I lo- well, first of all, this has been great so far. I lo- we it's like we jumped in midstream, which is fantastic. It's so good. We just went but right is there. that ultimately? Let's let's get to that. Is that ultimately um, where, where you're hoping things will get to? I, I've stated that goal from yeah. from the poll, and there's a couple of caveats to that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, first of all, I've only been here five years. Church has been around fifty years. It was a great church yeah. before the guy before me, before the guy before him. It's been it's a yes, great yes. church. Yes, and so yes. I didn't come to this church with this missiology. You know, when you come to a land, right. you come into a land. You're like, well, what do you already have? Mm-hmm. And um, I was just in a. Uh, I just love church. I grew up. Mm-hmm. Lo- I mm-hmm. love church. Church rescued me mm-hmm. as a sixth grade boy when my family was going through divorce, and I was just loitering. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so everything about church, I believe it is the answer for everything in culture. It's our birthright. Right. You know, Ur McManus says in Barbarian Way, it is the the birthright of the church to be the fountainhead of creativity to the world. I mean, mm-hmm. we could do an so entire good. podcast on that. We could just get wrapped yes, up yes. in what does that mean yeah, for that like? businesses, ministry. And yeah. that's that's a part of our fabric. And so as I come into like this church and I see what they have and we start looking at this and you're like, is the final goal here, Johnny, that you'll be able to tell people on Sunday, every dollar given, 100% of it goes straight to, I, I would say yes. But mm. however, however, what's changed a little bit in my mind is, you know, Jesus says the gospel is Jerusalem, then Judea, then the ends of the earth. Okay. Mm. And mm-hmm. And I've told our people like famously, I think they're sick of the line. I'm not in charge of... <laughs> Um, you know, Target, right? The right. the the Nash the my my wife is drawn to Target like a moth to flame. <laughs> mine too. Mine you know, too. She, she's like a diviner. She's got a stick in the woods, and she's like, it's yes. over here, and she can just kind of find it, right? <laughs> yes, finding so water underground. And yep. I'm not in charge of Target nationally. It's a national man, but the Target up the road from our church, I call that my Target. Because I am spiritually responsible, James 3, 1, not many of you should presume to be teachers of the law, knowing that you'll be judged more strictly. That's what that that's what that means deeply to me, that I will be responsible for that target. I'm not allowed to drive by target. If my car drives by it on a regular basis, it is in my realm. It's in my 360 degrees of being able to touch and care. And God always expands our care, right? Mm, he is this... Mm-hmm. And we're creatures that like, well, if I just care less and we'll eventually get our care down to not very much, and it will only be about mm. things that give us. And so God is in this process of telling the people in Babylon, no, you're not going to pray for just your synagogue of that, mm. which you can control where people who agree mm. with you, you're going to pray for mm. the whole city. Well, you know what the mm-hmm. Jews didn't care about? Babylonian mm. holidays, Babylonian mm. customs, Babylonian anything. Mm. They hated them. And mm. God says, no, you're going to pray. Think about how difficult that mm. was. Yeah, absolutely. And we're not there. I love the school across the street. I mean, we we have a school across the street. It's a high school. It has 4,000 mm-hmm. kids in it. Then there's a junior mm-hmm. high next to it with 2,000 kids in it. And wow. our church yep. built a student center, 6,000 square mm-hmm. feet with an occupants of 350. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's just like we right. said like well we'll we'll try the majority of them won't come here <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. it's going to hell in a handbag right. we're we're, right. we're looking at um 380 million dollars worth of business's mission growth in the next i don't know 2 years on our property and an MPUD right now on a hundred acre live work play mm-hmm. community that has mm-hmm. no dedicated space for students wow and here's why 
Students, mm-hmm. just go to the business department and book whatever space you want for the rest of the year. You get first dibs. Come early. Mm-hmm. Because when you're mm-hmm. done booking it, we have a full-on event center, the largest right. farmer's market in the county. Hmm. Um, you know, a winter concert series. Or, right. I, I just Like, guys, you've got 20 bookable venues. Like, I don't care. Book one. Right. And so right. that mentality of, are you going to stand on stage one day and say every dime? Well, when I pay a youth pastor, like we don't have a youth mm. pastor on our staff. We're hiring missionary youth pastors. Instead, mm. we, we have Florida Premier Soccer. They're mm-hmm. 11,000 families, probably one of the most successful soccer organizations on the East Coast. Okay. Right. They're here on our campus. We have a turf field. We're trying to build five mm. more. Mm-hmm. Um that whole clubhouse and for-profit entity that is G Sports for us has mm-hmm. the elite of those kids practicing on our turf field on Wednesday right. nights. Right. And when I first started this journey in my heart, the elders were like, okay, we're going to rent the field out. We're going to get people here, uh, but we're never going to have games on Sunday and we're not going to let them be here on Wednesday night, right? And I'm like, old school youth <laughs> pastor. I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And then- I've completely changed in the last two years of watching this mm. happen and being mm. on the field and seeing kids. And and now our mentality is instead of telling kids, stop being a soccer player, come to youth group on Wednesday night, we'll have today's Wednesday for us. So we'll have 300 mm-hmm. kids at youth group. That's just where we're mm-hmm. at right now between junior mm-hmm. high and senior high. And I will show up at the beginning of high school tonight because my, my whole family's here. My kids are all here leading worship mm-hmm. and serving, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to walk over to a soccer field Mm-hmm. where we're putting a missionary there and we're never going to mm-hmm. tell the soccer kids to quit soccer and come to youth group. Instead, mm-hmm. we're going to say, how can we give them a small group experience and be in their coaches' lives and start to win coaches to the Christ and serve mm-hmm. first, right? Before mm-hmm. Jesus heals, before Jesus says, follow me, Jesus always served, right? They Love never it. have to come to youth group to be a believer, man, ever, right? Right, it's, right, right. It's love revolutionary. It. Revolutionary. Let's take it. So I love this. Let's take a step back. One of the things I, I love about this, I knew this was going to be a great conversation for years. I've said to people and, and you know, I've been in, you know, I think you and I've had in similar kind of circles in the church world. And for years I've said, listen, when you read the Bible, it is clear that God appears to prefer to work in the marketplace, not in the holy places. That's just scripturally true. He he constantly is reaching people when they're out in the the real world. Not not then it's not that he doesn't work in yeah. kind of holy places or set aside places. But he seems to prefer to work. Now I bump into your story. Now you, as a church, this this minister's business as ministry. Give us kind of the handles. What does that look like for you? How would you be different than kind of the the typical church, you know, around the corner from you? What does that What does that look like for generations? I you know, for, first of all, this is uh, we've not arrived at, at all, mm-hmm. and we we sure. are we we a man. My goodness, everything that we have started has been harder than I thought. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't regret mm-hmm. any of it. And, uh, <laughs> one of the axioms that we have is w- we can, we'll, we will acknowledge that we'll do less in a year than we want to, but we'll mm-hmm. probably do more in 10 years than we ever imagined. Mm-hmm. And that's just given us this exhale. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, um, there are about nine business entities right now. We went from 17 mm-hmm. church staff to over 100 church staff in the last seven months. Wow. We think we'll be at 250 church staff uh, or 250 mm-hmm. staff overall businesses in the next 18 months. But we see mm-hmm. about 100 businesses on a 100-acre property in the next five years. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot to take in. That is a lot. It, it is. I like know, dude. So lo- lots I, of churches have a coffee shop <laughs> that like, and they're like, oh my goodness, we've got a coffee shop. I know what you're yeah. doing is different. Pull that apart. Why is it? I, I well, well, for me, God says he'll do more than more than I can imagine. And I started to think about that when he says, I'll do more than, I'm like, I don't know. I'm imagining some pretty crazy crap and you're telling me more. And I'm one of those guys that, you know, I, I'm telling you stuff on a podcast where, you know, if people watch this podcast, they're going to hear stuff that, you know, I, I don't, I don't tell all my buddies around the country because unless you come here and you get your boots on the ground, you're just not going to get it. You're, 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 right. you're, you're, I mean, right. I'm having conversations where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to talk about this to anyone else because this is stupid. <laughs> But we we are we're we're engaging right now with you know an equity group to buy forty nine percent of a MLS Next Pro Soccer team. The church is mm-hmm. going to own twenty percent, and <laughs> um, we've already got a built in fan base. We believe by twenty twenty six World Cup time that that prop that entity this soccer club could be worth twenty five million dollars. Um, that's that's cr- that's crazy, right? And like we're getting into it. I'm, I'm answering your question in a backwards way because we're mm-hmm, getting into mm-hmm. a gray space because people start to say, well, what are you going to do if, you know, MLS Next Pro, which is their minor league team, if they start mm-hmm. to say that franchise is going to do Gay Pride Month and demand that you have that on your jerseys? Mm-hmm. Well, here's my first answer I don't know. I don't know. Sure, and he, yes. but, here, but, but here's how this has worked. As grow, grow me, you know, I'm an Xer, you know, son mm-hmm. of boomers. I, I know the greatest generation ever, you know, because they were mm-hmm. grandparents. And mm-hmm. I, I, I know where we're at right now is we have this next gen, these next generations that we're trying to pull into ministry. And uh, I've seen what we've done, which is, you know, cast people out, tell people that they've got to believe before they can belong. And it's not the model that Jesus had. And so right. All of these entities that we're doing, I'm willing to get into the gray space and say, we're going to make decisions based upon the leading of the Holy Spirit and the facts as they present themselves when we get there. How about that? And we can only move at the speed of trust. And um, we're God has slowed us down and sped us up. And with the current things that we're doing and how they're interacting, our, our, our fear of mission drift you know, because mm-hmm. we've got mm-hmm. the classic examples. Well, did you know that Harvard started out preaching? And how are you going to guarantee not doing mission drift? Well, how are you going to guarantee not doing anything crazy and, and not trying out of the box things are going to do like seriously? So we feel like we're in the fight. We feel like the Holy Spirit is leading us. And while we're not sustainable yet, I, I see within 18 months, you know, we could be to a place where, you know, there is zero debt for our church and we can say every dollar given goes straight to, but here's what I'll do. It's that Matthew 25. We, we had a high level leader say to us, when, when does this stop? And I just, I, I had a, like a, a very clarifying moment. I said, this is, by the way, this is never going to stop. This right. will never stop because when Jesus comes back in Matthew chapter 25, he doesn't say everyone without church debt stand in line. Mm-hmm. He says, I want to examine your point of leverage. That's mm-hmm. what he says. Mm-hmm. That's and question. so for us, um, you know, I, I, 
man, I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I'm stepping on some toes. I know. But, but, <laughs> it's good. It's good. But, but here's Step the deal, away. bro. Here's the deal with mm-hmm. this. And it, cause it gets me frustrated. Um, we, we, we've changed what, you know, like cleanliness is next to godliness. And I'm like, well, where's that exactly? And we've put like, well, debt free is what God wants. And that's mm-hmm. not what God said. God said, use man's money. That's man's currency mm-hmm. to get kingdom mm-hmm. currency. Kingdom mm-hmm. currency is people. So right. we leverage man's money to get mm-hmm. that. And so if you're a church and you have no debt and you're worth, you know, $30 million, I think that our property in the next 10 years could be valued at over a hundred million dollars easily. Right. Okay. Right. And if our, if our loan to debt is like, well, we just got all the debt. We do everything cash now. I'm like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. What if we leveraged say 35% of that mm-hmm. and put that into church planting globally? <laughs> right. 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 What could we right. do with $35 million? Because everyone's like, well, you know what the payment on that? Because someone would say to me, they're like, I remember when our payment, you know, our monthly payment was something like $47,000. And someone said, mm-hmm. do you know what we could do with $47,000 a month? I was like, yeah, a lot less than $10 million now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's, what, that's what you can yeah. do. And, right. and so I, I think that the biblical principle is never to be a slave to the lender. Well, when you're leveraged at such a point that regardless of an economic downturn, you know, I think we're in two, we're in two quarters of, you know, like GDP mm-hmm. downturn right now. So we're technically in a recession. There are still yep. banks lending, right? And, right. and we can right. still go out and get a lender who's excited to do business with us as we mm-hmm. build what's going to be a 10 acre facility with a soccer, a new soccer field on top of two mm-hmm. levels of parking. Right. I mean, this, it's right. crazy architecturally what we're getting ready to do. We're not a slave to the lender, right? right. Because right. lenders want to be involved. And so changing church's mindset to say, we're going to appropriately leverage man's resources, dollars to mm-hmm. get influence. I'm after influence. Right. Because if we have influence, um, now we can use that influence to make it all about lifting Jesus up. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and five years ago when I when I got here, I wasn't meeting with people that didn't know Jesus. And now I'm I'm in a meeting with people. And I mm-hmm. had a guy who I count as a dear friend. And mm-hmm. he looked at me and he just said, Hey man, you're crazy. And I, I <laughs> and I said, No, I said, I really want to reframe that for you because I want for you and I to start to have a conversation that I'm not crazy at all. I just believe that God is real. And that Jesus wants to be lifted up. And so all the things I'm doing, it's not so that you think, oh, that pastor is crazy or he's an entrepreneur. No, no, no. I want you to start to say he's fully believing that Jesus is going to be lifted up in this. And I'm pushing the conversation to be about Jesus lifted up. He says, if I'm lifted up, men will look to me. Then they'll have to make a decision if he's the Lord, liar, or lunatic. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. he responds to me and he says, well, soccer is my God. Mm-hmm. And I loved his response because, because <laughs> yes. now you're having a real conversation. Yeah. And so I said, <laughs> right. I said, here's the, here's the deal. I said, I, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I said, I, I like soccer and I mm-hmm. want to come and enjoy soccer. And God mm-hmm. gave us soccer because soccer is super fun, but soccer mm-hmm. makes a bad God. So mm-hmm. I'm, I want to have a God off with you. Mm-hmm. And as, as you and I enjoy soccer together and high five and grow soccer, I'm going to constantly be p- comparing my God to your God. And my assertion is that your God is fake, not real. And you're worshiping something that should just be enjoyed. That's a gift given to you by my God. And now we're having a six month conversation about right. is now God you're real. Engaged. And you know what no, God's doing? Amazing. God's showing himself 
that he's real because mm-hmm. this is where he mm-hmm. gets glory. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do it. I write spiritual mm-hmm. checks all day, and I'm like, "You better cash that one, Lord. It's got your name on it. You're, you're my, <laughs> you're my guarantor, sure. right? Sure, sure. And this, this business is ministry. You know, as I've got ministry teams, because here's, here's the, the rub you get into. I've got pastors friends that are like, "Oh my goodness, man, I don't want to do that. That sounds like such a headache." Oh yeah, I've got three schools on my property right now. Right. It's a headache. I'm I'm launching two more schools, <laughs> 2000 learners right. in 5 years. Um curriculum is expensive, startup costs is expensive, FF&E is expensive, shared ministry space is horrible and everyone's fighting and you know, I've got traditional 1.0 ministry people going, "Well, you know, Johnny, sometimes you spend too much time with businesses and stuff." I'm like, "Well, no, that's what I hired you for." You, you know, and and guys, it's not businesses versus traditional ministry. Business is ministry. Right. And to right. get that, we are one, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is why Jesus' last word to us, his last mm-hmm. prayer, mm-hmm. and his, his final discourse in John was all about unity. He didn't pray mm-hmm. for ideas. He didn't pray mm-hmm. for business performance. He didn't pray mm-hmm. for money. Mm-hmm. He prayed for unity. So here's the mm-hmm. premise I actually believe, that every resource our church needs to dramatically impact the community around us is embedded in us. My right. job is to cultivate that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I continually fight for unity. When you, so to pull apart a little bit, you kind of were heading towards or hinting towards what, you know, there might be some skeptics that are listening in that would say mm-hmm. like, isn't this all just a distraction from church 1.0 or you know, the preaching of the word, insert whatever language in there, how I understand at a personal level, I love that story. Cause I think that's a great, the, you know, soccer is God's story. I think that's at the heart of what you're trying to do, but how do you do that at scale? I get that you have an opportunity to do that as a leader, you're engaging with one other leader, but then how does the church do that? How do you kind of do that with the thousands of kids that are on the property and the 10,000 people that come to watch soccer? Um, what, wh- what does that look like for you today? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do two things. I'm gonna dodge your question here real quick, and I'm also <laughs> at least you admit and, it. <laughs> and I am, I, but then I'm also gonna give you some very practical things. Okay, my dodge yes. is when I do this on a very personal level. Um, mm-hmm. To me, that's that's stopping mission drift from my heart, and speed mm-hmm. a leader, speed a team. Yep, and yeah, I want I want my team to have that ethos about us that you know we're doing this on an individual level. And if we do it at the smallest level, it'll happen on the macro level. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and if, mm-hmm. and if I model that, so that's how I'm keeping my way pure in all this, I'm keeping my religion mm-hmm. undefiled. Right. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. the second more practical answer to that is, uh, there's profit from these businesses. I mean, the fact that a youth mm-hmm. pastor would walk into my office and say, um, Hey, we're going to take kids to camp and you know, my budget is $50,000 this year. Like no mm-hmm. one in the business world does that at all ever anywhere. Right, 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 like, right. And like what? I remember, you know, one of my mentors in ministry, like we made enough money off summer camp to fund our own intern for $7,000. We made $7,000 profit because we just built it in. So we're completely backwards at how we run ministry. Like we're sure McDonald's has got a sign that says 50,000 people served. Well, we're serving people, but why do they charge and we don't? Do you right, not believe right, in right, what, right. what you're giving people? So we right. need to have a total transformation on how we serve people. We're offering a value, and there's something valuable to it. Uh, but on a very practical level, these businesses are making profit. Their performers are set up to make profit. And I'm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm 
there's profit that comes back to the elders oversee everything in our corporate structure. You know, there's no, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of boards set up. It just goes straight to the elders um, through a very, very, really good list of, you know, uh, mm-hmm. organizations through with our, our org lawyer. Um, and mm-hmm. so we're, we are reinvesting those dollars with missionaries that are intentional and we don't pay people right. to have coffee. People drink coffee for free. You know, like I right. never want to be that senior <laughs> pastor. It's like, how big is your discipleship team? It's like nine people. It's like, what? Like, right. like that's what everyone, do? everyone disciples here at church. Yes. You know, our, our, yeah. one of our things is you are God's plan for your street. When people walk right. up and say, you know, mm-hmm. we should start a program for, it's like, great, go do it. God put that on your heart, right. not mine. So, right. We're going to have metrics and like, we're working on what are metrics right now and deliverables for someone who is assigned to that school as a missionary because Mm -hmm. my ministry staff's doing ministry 1.0. And there's a piece of me, even when you said it a minute ago, okay, a minute ago, Mm -hmm. you said to me, well, you know, the the gospel clearly shows us that, you know, missional Mm -hmm. effort had always happened in the workplace. I was like, man, Mm -hmm. he's so right on the text. And there's Mm -hmm. a part of me that reared up. And I was, I about mm. came at you. I was like, Hey bro, the church is the answer for the world, man. Hey bro. You know? <laughs> and so I have that fight within me, you know? Sure. And uh, yeah, yeah. so, you know, as a church, we're extremely churchy. Like if you come, mm-hmm. we get to be churchy. I'm, I'm pastor first with everything I do. The Sunday mm-hmm. is not for talking about like, it's the gospel, gospel, gospel. We preach the gospel, Christ mm-hmm. crucified mm-hmm. on Sundays. And if you want to know about what's happening, like book a meeting on Monday. Right. Right. So right. practically, like we're just putting embedded missionaries in these entities and giving them deliverables <laughs> on what they're really going to do to show that they're making headway. That's fascinating. So that's where we're at. And it's messy. <laughs> we've not, I've said it a few times, we've not figured it all out, but we no, feel, no. Yeah, we yeah. feel like it. we're not getting, we're not doing something new. I'm getting back to Paul's framework. I'm just selling mm-hmm. tents, not mm-hmm, Christian mm-hmm. tents, not tents to yes. Christians. Right. Yep. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, let's kind of, as we come to land rattle through, we, we did, I love this. We did this interview like completely backwards, which is good. <laughs> rattle through the nine, the nine businesses. Give us a framework. We talked about soccer. What are some of those other ones that you're currently, you know, that are, are currently running? What are they, what do they look like? Or not right. all of them. Give us a, yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of a flavor of what they look like. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a, a full on convention center that serves uh, the, the entire community would be a big mm. one. I mean, the, the farmer's mm. market might sound like a small deal. It really is a massive influence mm. in, in our Huge community. Uh, yep. We have, uh, you know, standard Christian education on our campus, but the fact that mm-hmm. I have non-faith-based education franchise on mm-hmm. our campus mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. a really big deal. Uh, a sports school, you know, that a parent's mm-hmm. paying $23,000 a year to send their kid to um, that's yeah. bringing life wow. back to them. Two coffee shops um, that are actually mm-hmm. international coffee shops where we're roasting our own stuff and working with missionaries in three different mm-hmm. continents around the world to bring single-source mm-hmm. fair trade coffee, um, putting all yep. that together. That's great. Oh, fantastic. Um, um, our sports brand uh, is probably got four or five entities in it. I could just do an entire right. thing with you on the yeah, sports yeah. brand. It's I forget stuff like a counseling center. I don't I don't even know, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's, so it's crazy. It's crazy. This is so fantastic, fantastic, Johnny. I this has been great. I I do think. Just want to encourage you. I really do think you are scratching uh, towards, like you say, church 2.0. I don't think you're way off in the deep end on that. I think, I think the, what you're doing is pushing towards what I think all of our churches need to do. And you're asking the questions, Hey, where do we go from here? What does it look like in a particularly in a post-Christian culture to reach the culture around us, to use the resources that God's given us to make an impact in the world around us? I just think it's fantastic. Anything else you want to say as we kind of wrap up today's conversation? 
I, I, you know, I would just challenge pastors that, you know, might be overwhelmed. This was, this didn't happen in a year. This has been a five-year mm-hmm. journey and I'm mm-hmm. not the guy, you know, there, God has put together. I mean, if I were just to talk about the team that God mm-hmm. has miraculously assembled and, and folks mm-hmm. are like, well, you know, that's just Johnny's personality. It's, it's not, it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think this is part of who Jesus is in mm-hmm. saying, I, I want to have a church that, you know, is just out there serving. And in mm-hmm. maybe for guys like for us, we started with just a CrossFit gym. That's it, man. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. God started to put these other things together. And for you, you know, you got to contextualize all this. We we took this mm-hmm. from missionaries overseas, actually, is where the dream started mm-hmm. in Kenya, Nairobi, mm-hmm. Kenya. Mm-hmm. And I Very challenge cool. guys all the time that are like, well, that's just, you know, that's your personality. No, no, it's not. You like you can mm-hmm. do just one of these things mm-hmm. and it will bring mm-hmm. so much fun and you will start to have personal evangelism and mm-hmm. reach in your community like never before. Start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Love it. So good, Johnny. Appreciate that. Where do we want to send people online if they want to check, you know, check out the church, kind of track with your story? Where's the best uh, place? Generations, generationscc.com is the church's uh, address. And then the commons at Trinity is, right. we renamed the property, the commons at Trinity. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there that, that URL is up on Instagram. You can follow the journey of the business developed, the CDC. Mm-hmm. Love it. Cool. Thanks so Thanks, much. Man. Appreciate you being here today. Yeah. God bless, bro. Thanks for tuning in to the Unseminary podcast. Drop by unseminary.com for more helpful resources for you and your team. There you will find articles, online courses, and so much more. Unseminary, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Presented by CDF Capital. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary.